1: offer subject to change valid for qualified residential customers only service not available in all areas restrictions apply
2: welcome back to beyond the, that's not the name of the show
0: <laughs> what are we doing again
2: I said welcome back like I know it's like what did we just do a segment <laughs> you know what let's just keep that Let's yeah. keep rolling, then. Damn it! Welcome to Beyond the Scenes. Fuck it. I'm Roy Wood Jr. That's <laughs> Daily Show correspondent Desi Lydic and senior digital expansion Emmy-winning and nominated producer Matt Hagren. Just go ahead and,
3: and edit the title as you reach me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are talking this week about a beautiful, beautiful segment that our digital team. It started as a digital segment and eventually expanded to the actual linear broadcast, it's called Fox Plains. Now, a little bit later in the show, we're gonna be joined by a senior media reporter, Oliver Darcy from CNN, but first, let's roll the clip.
0: I've been watching Fox News for 153 hours straight, so I can give you the lowdown on what's already considered to be the most corrupt presidency in the history of the United States. If you thought Obama wearing that tan suit was disgraceful, and Jesus knows I did, wait till you get a load of this. Take stock of Joe Biden's America. Dr. Seuss, illegal. Dr. Fauci, promoted. Dr. Scholl, so comfy. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman hasn't been on TV since 1998. Is this the country we want to leave to our estranged children?
2: To talk about what it means to Foxplain, Desi, Matt, welcome to Beyond the Scenes. Matt, I'll start with you first because... I would say of everybody in our building, and I've I've tried to explain the way the Daily Show works to people as this beehive of people that all have different interests and responsibilities. You are the guy in the building that watches all the news. It's <laughs> such a horrible
3: thing. It's That's not, you not even
2: your department. It's not even your department. Not even my job. <laughs> but you watch it all. You watch Fox, MSNBC. CNN. I'm pretty sure you watch Black News Channel at this point. You watch Cheddar. Is that the one? Cheddar, cheddar CNBC, so much Millennials,
3: cheddar. Web only, a lot of cheddar, a lot of um, Pluto TV, a lot of uh Christian Broadcast Network. Uh, yeah. If, there, Pax, if
0: there's Pax is Pax still on? PAX is there.
3: Yeah, we got <laughs> Pax. Also, there's a there's a really nice New Mexico correspondent I dig. So I kinda I got a little hookup. The IT guy gave me a, a VPN that I can watch New Mexico local news whenever I need to. Yeah. All that stuff straight into my eyeballs.
0: Matt Matt is true. He watches more than anybody at the show. Hands down. So
2: where did this idea come from, Matt? Uh, I'm not in any way suggesting that it was your idea.
3: No, the the um we started doing these Fox Blains things with uh Michael Costa, another correspondent. And then one day he was unavailable and uh we were like Oh, Desi can do it. And Desi has done it ever since.
0: And, uh, I was like the alternate who was just like waiting for my chance to get it. I was just sitting on the bench waiting for someone to get sick or underperform Desi, or like have another gig. The,
4: the Tom Brady got
0: salivating.
2: Tom Brady is Tom Brady because Drew Bledsoe got hurt during a game. So, never forget Des,
3: that. Desi is our Tom I, Brady? Okay, I don't know how much this metaphor is going to hold up.
0: Guys, I am <laughs> nodding like I know what you're talking about, but I am not a sports person. I'm going to be real.
3: Uh, our pr- our but, producer who runs, Ramin, who runs the expansion department, says that Desi taking over for Fox Plains was the best scheduling conflict of all time. So, I think it, I, I agree. It worked out great. The idea of it, if that's what uh, you were actually asking, was yeah. that. We felt that, like, Fox was getting crazier and crazier, um, as, but like, not only just in the election, but also after the election. Like, come on, this stuff about, it wasn't, it was beyond hydroxychloroquine. It was beyond, <laughs> like, COVID is fake. It was, like, going into the the craziest, darkest places. I remember there was one day when, it, during the election, they were talking, Fox News was talking about Joe Biden and Ukraine and uh, the, like the Burisma thing. And they were like, what about John Kerry's nephew? What about Whitey Bulger's cousin? And I was like, <laughs> is this real or not? And so it, we, we made a list of um, things like that, that were like Malia Obama's Spotify playlist, uh, like things like that, that would make like no sense at all. Er- Eric Holder's Venmo account, whatever. And we were like, oh, this we should just put this in a list and, and have someone just be like, this is the problem.
5: What about Bill Clinton's G-chat history? Chelsea Clinton's iPod, acorn diamonds. They're all in on it. Biden, Clinton, the Steel dossier, Australia, of course. What about Eric Holder's Hulu password? Malia Obama's Venmo history. Oh, hey,
3: Jay-Z visitor logs? Fake birds. And then that generally expanded to larger sentences. And then when we did this with Desi, it was like, we're just going to pretend Desi's been watching Fox News for six days straight and is now explaining to you what is on Fox. Because let's be honest, nice. our audience is not watching Fox for good reason. The number one reason is like they care about their mental health and it will probably destroy you if you do
2: it. <laughs> Desi, who is this character that you play? And I think that's the thing. Well, well I, have, I have two questions. But first, to you, who is this character that you're presenting? Who is this news viewer? That you believe watches Fox for six six days straight.
0: Well, I kind of, I guess I look at it like it's my own correspondent character having been subjected to a deeply unhealthy amount of Fox News binge watching. Basically, I we we started it somewhere around like I've been been binge watching Fox News for 72 hours and then I think it became 7 days straight with no bathroom breaks and has like escalated <laughs> ever since. And I you know I love that because when I first auditioned for the daily show, I know we've traded stories on our audition pieces before but my original you know you write a piece and and you uh perform that piece for the audition and the piece that I wrote at the time and this was back in 2015 was a version of like a a hybrid of Megyn Kelly and Gretchen Carlson and all of the Fox News blondes (laughs) that I was watching at the time, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That did not age well. It's Desi, Desi Leidick.
6: Okay, care to expand on that?
0: Uh, Well, I'm a Stanford graduate. I have multiple degrees. I speak nine different languages, uh, won 14 different beauty pageants. I'm a proficient puppeteer, a celiac survivor. No,
6: no, I meant to expand on your view.
0: Oh, no. No, it's self-evident. At that time, I kind of was like, I thought that that was going to be my lane. And then very quickly after we started in 2015 and Trump came to the front of all of this and then he became the, non- the nominee and then the president it we really quickly realized like oh we there's a bigger beast here in the picture and we have other things to be talking about so I'm grateful that I wasn't necessarily cornered into that specific character but ever since then we were kind of looking for a way to embody the madness and the mania without completely betraying our correspondent characters. And this felt like a really cool container to put that in. Because um, it I, is a feeling, right? When you watch Fox News. Oh, it's a
3: feeling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's one very specific like, feeling.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like the segment because it's, it's kind of Desi to me, Matt, seems like what would happen if you followed every breadcrumb and you said yes <laughs> to every possible thing that yeah. was ever su- suggested or presented and you somehow start connecting all of these nonsensical dots, like in a way it's the, it's the Randy Quaid character in independence day. Who's trying to explain <laughs> the alien. Like, ah, blah, blah, blah. like considering that it's a digital segment. And I think this is the part that's really cool about it because when we were In unprecedented times. In these
3: uncertain times.
2: Yes, back when The Daily Show first was wading into those unprecedented times. We were doing, you know, we already do a lot of digital content on the show, but talk to me a little bit, Matt, about like, what are the different creative freedoms that you have? Because in digital, we don't have the constraints of time, nor do we necessarily have to follow a narrative that ties into something that Trevor is talking about on that particular night.
3: And also the way that, I mean, this makes me a little bit sad because I think quarantine has taken, or working from home, I should say, has taken a lot of the um, energy out of that feeling of like, I need to run down to like Desi and Roy's office and be like, can we do something real quick on this on like my phone right now?
2: Okay, so then to that point, Matt, you're running all over the building, (laughs) but then you can't because COVID-43 is finally here. (laughs) How did that change how you all produce these types of segments? Uh,
3: at, at first, I think when we were all kind of like, "Oh, we got to do stuff from home," a lot of people were like, oh, this is going to be weird." And Fox Plains was one of the things where we were like, "This is actually perfect because part of like part of being on this expansion team, kind of like a, a digital team with a little bit more, um, is that we are able to do things in a truly different way uh, that is. I, I it sounds so corporate to be like digital first, but like at the time, TikTok was getting really popular. And we were seeing like a lot of things on Instagram and even on Twitter that were like people holding up their phones and just kind of recording themselves and being like, I got to get this off my chest. So for me, that was like, and really for our whole team, it was like, let's... Let's do that sort of stuff. And Fox Plains became Desi has to grab her phone and start talking immediately about what she just heard Janine Pirro say uh, to uh, Sean Hannity because this is out of this world. I remember there was one night. I think it was before – Desi, you might remember this. I think it was before a debate and it was this like – there was this conspiracy theory about – how Joe Biden had a an earpiece? Uh, oh, right. He was getting <laughs> transmitted. There was like a this was a Fox News. This and was a right wing conspiracy the theory.
2: Answers.
3: Yes, yeah, he, was he was getting, getting the fed
1: answers. answers. Fed the answers, yeah. right? Because everyone
3: knows that's exactly what that's what you need to get the edge in a presidential debate. And like Sean Hannity or someone, someone was like pushing this on Fox News. The Trump campaign was pushing it. Brett Baer was even like, "Yeah, that's a really interesting thing." And so like, I remember I grabbed my phone and I filmed myself doing like. Uh, Fox Splains like proof of concept, and I was like, This is like, is anyone talking about the earpiece? And I like, I remember getting down on it on my knee, and I was like, It's coming from Colin Kaepernick, kneeling, <laughs> raising his fist to transmit the signal, and then like sent that over to Desi. And like, Desi just like did it and like did her own thing, and like sent that back. And like, we probably did it in an hour, which was like awesome for. We don't need, you know, we, we, we didn't need to be in the studio. We didn't need to have all this, like, preparation that like, went into it. It was just like, this is, like, happening right now. Let's get it out before the debate. And we did. Joe Biden is wearing an earpiece.
0: How can you tell? Because one ear is bigger than the other. The earpiece
3: is making it bigger. That's why he wears the mask, to cover it up.
0: It's a cover-up. Where's the earpiece getting the transmission from?
3: Colin Kaepernick. He's on his knee.
0: With his fist up to transmit the signal.
3: To me, that was kind of the benefit of of working from home and embracing that sort of um, phone culture, which has like just shoved all of this, like people screaming and yelling into our faces. And and instead of returning to a more civilized discourse, we were like, let's make it louder and embrace
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's one of those segments like Roy, we've, had to adapt to shooting from home and so many of the pieces you feel like oh I'm missing something because I'm not out in the world or we don't have a professional cinematographer to get dynamic shots and you you feel like you kind of miss a little something but this one in particular almost feels like the messiness of the camera work and getting a little too close sometimes and getting all hopped up (laughs) actually works to feed the emotion of it because it's like I had to get this off my chest I don't have enough time to get into a professional studio and share this i've got to grab my phone right now so do you
3: remember there was one we were doing i don't remember which one it was but like you got really into the like getting close to the camera and you were like should i do one that's closer should i do one (laughs) that's closer like it basically got you like your lips were like right up on the camera and you were like how many cuomos are there (laughs) or whatever it's like something so but it's like all you can see is her face and it's like yeah no i've watched like internet videos of people and like that's kind of what it is so yeah
0: yeah my, our poor viewers have, have gotten way too close <laughs> into my mouth. They probably know more information than my own dentist about the health of my teeth. I apologize for that.
2: Who was the one that said Major League MLB is just BLM backwards?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric. So, like, yeah, we did a Fox Plains with Desi where she said this just when Major League Baseball took the All Star game away from Georgia because of their voter suppression law. And okay. Desi's line was, uh, if you think about it, MLB is just
0: BLM backwards. I know three things. One, conservatives are pro-business. Two, conservatives are pro-freedom of speech. And three, conservatives need to destroy these businesses for opening their f-ing mouths. You thought Major Biden was bad for this country. Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta. MLB is just BLM backwards.
7: Ah!
3: And like a week later, we were watching Eric Bowling, who technically... Is a Fox emeritus? Okay, for the fact checkers out there, for the Daniel Dales out there, uh, for the Glenn Kessler's out there. But he did used to work at Fox, and now he's like at Newsmax. So uh, he he said, when you think about it, MLB is really BLM
1: backwards. MLB is backwards for. BLM? <laughs> and we were like, did we do this? <laughs> or, or so or
3: are we so in the mind of these psychos that they made the connection <laughs> that we thought was dumb and they were like, this is genius.
2: <laughs> do you is there a joke that you think is too ridiculous now, Desi? Where you look at it and you just go, mm, no, that that's that's a good one. Like
0: That like, was one you, of them. <laughs> at the time, I was like, oh, this is insane. And then Come to find out, he said it. So, yeah, I guess not. I mean, I think that's like – that's what I love so much about this segment is it really is about embodying a feeling of just like woman on the verge uh, running on pure adrenaline conspiracy theory and like – Uh, You know, maybe a little bit of ivermectin. Uh, And then, (laughs) yeah, and then then sprinkling (laughs) in those little personal anecdotes like, uh, I've been kicked out of Whole Foods more times than any black person that I know, or like uh you know my husband's left me or my children won't talk to me how can america be racist if it was the liberals who fired a hard-working black woman from her job as a syrup bottle this is the country of african-american legends martin luther king jr rosa parks macklemore if our country is racist how do you explain that i have been kicked out of whole foods more than any black person ever has
3: I feel like we did work in a narrative that was like slowly every episode another member of Desi's family leaves. (laughs) So it's very clear this woman has driven her whole family away.
0: Yeah, she's got problems.
2: Do you? And here's the thing that I think a lot of the correspondents deal with from time to time on the show is the real world interactions with people after you've done a particular piece. Like I've done CP time enough to where older black women will come. Thank you, baby, for doing the history. Yeah, that people, a lot of people didn't know about that black person. That's the the hidden history. Do you get more? I'm trying to think of a polite way to ask you this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Daily Show fans who get it? Or do you run into more Fox fans who don't and think you're on the team, so to speak?
0: I well I will say with <laughs> <laughs> I will say with this one in particular it's it's hard to tell because this came about during the pandemic, so I have not left my house because the show keeps making me binge watch Fox News um, and we've been lock- on lockdown. No, but uh, I think that this is this is one that the, most of the feedback has been people who like have watched enough Fox News to know that it's not for them and they appreciate that we captured something that it feels like Fox sort of runs on. And I will also say that I have family members that uh, are avid Fox News watchers, and it's the one segment that they have not brought up to me. Um, so it's probably a reason for that.
3: <laughs> they were like, "She's getting too close to the secret. We
0: can't, we can't <laughs> engage
2: with her." Yo, that that, that is a, we need to we need to do a separate Beyond the scenes of just correspondence interactions with their family members.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, just at family and,
3: reunions. It would be great if the people in your family who do watch Fox end up talking to you like at Thanksgiving or whatever. And they're like, by the way, have you heard that MLB is just BLM backwards? And you're like, <laughs> I did that. That <laughs> was that a, one. That was <laughs> a <laughs> fake one. Uh,
2: after the break, we're going to get a much more qualified journalist in here. We're going to speak with uh, Oliver Darcy from CNN. This is Beyond the Scenes.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you.
7: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: I'm excited now to bring on a guest who actually does this in a more professional capacity. No disrespect to you, Desi, whatsoever. Not, not taken. Uh taken. Oliver Darcy. Uh, he covers politics. He is a senior media reporter for CNN and the program that he does now, you know, Reliable Sources, where they really take a deeper look into what's going on with a lot of the same channels that Matt, that you and Desi watch for research. Uh, Oliver, welcome to Beyond the Scenes. Thank you. Now, you regularly, as a professional journalist, can I call you that? I know a lot of people try to dodge that title now.
5: No, you can, you can call ca- me that.
2: You're not scared? You're not scared <laughs> to be I a mean, proud and open journalist in these I challenging mean, times? I'm proud
5: <laughs> and open journalist.
2: Okay. You all cover a lot of the misinformation and conspiracy theories that bounce around out there. Um, when did that turn? Well, you know what? Let, let's, let's go back in history with you first when you used to work with Glenn Beck over at The Blaze where you kind of swam in those waters professionally and then eventually Mm -hmm. you got over to CNN and then you were now the guy who takes a look back at that same environment? How did you make that? To when did you decide to make the transition? What was it exactly that was happening in the world or with you personally?
5: I, I think I started off there. You know, I, I was always conservative growing up, and and so when I was out of college, you know, working for Glenn Beck's conservative news site was sort of a was a cool thing, and I was sold the promise that they're going to do uh, conservative news, but like do good conservative news. You know, like there are a lot of strong. Liberal websites out there, you know, Huffington Post is a good example of this. But they do solid news. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think a few years into that, I, I realized maybe that's not exactly what what they really wanted to do. <laughs> and so I made a a jump over to uh, Business Insider. Now I'm at CNN, but it 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 has given me an interesting perspective because I am very familiar with. A lot of the key players in the conservative news media. I know a lot of them still. I talk to them. And it's allowed me, I think, to really succeed on this beat.
2: When you see something like, you know, Desi, of course, is playing a character. Yeah. But when you see people in the real world out there, you know, I won't say quite tinfoil hat with it, with their beliefs. But when you see people, you know, basically going, yeah, the vaccine and lizard people and, You know, Hillary's emails and Joe Biden's son sold me crack last night. Like when you when you see that type of stuff, what does it make you feel with regards to what conservative media has become?
5: Well, Desi's segments are very funny until you realize that there are so many people who actually have those views and have have been told these things and believe them. And so I think it's you know it's incredibly alarming, and I don't I don't know uh, how we actually solve this problem because there are these incentives from whether it's Facebook or social media or just you know Fox News or talk radio or, or whatever it is. There are these incentives to put these things out there to mislead other people to give them what they want, the feel good content, the red meat that that really fires up the base. And I'm not really sure how we get out of it. So when I see People on on television, you know, I was watching uh, Jordan Clapper, for instance, went to that New York City uh, anti-vaccine rally recently. It's yes, funny he did,
2: because Desi and I said no,
5: no, thank you. <laughs> yes, he, yes,
1: he
5: did. He's funny, but like it is incredibly disturbing because these people have been sold a bill of goods uh, from from these dishonest actors um, who, you know, in many cases might not even believe this stuff that they're actually selling. You know, we know, for instance, that in the Fox control room, as they're producing these anti-mask segments now, they're all wearing masks, right? The New York Post, as they (laughs) put out these anti-mask things and say, you guys should repeal your mask mandates, they're required to wear masks at the office. And so... When you know these things, it is frustrating as hell. Oliver, you can probably even connect
3: A to B on some of these things because on Fox, they talk about like, do we really think the vaccine is safe? It might give you fertility problems. Six months down the road, who knows? And then the people in the Klepper segment are saying the exact same things. So you know where they're getting this. And it's there's no longer this like hypothetical that's like, is it bad that Fox is doing this? Or is it just kind of fun? It's like, no, it's... Actually, horrible. These people are absorbing it and repeating it out immediately. From your
5: perspective, that must be like, yeah, this is the most obvious thing to see. Yeah, it's actually really frustrating too when we, we talk about like misinformation or people with vaccine hesitancy. Every story almost that talks about vaccine hesitancy should mention Fox News, right? Like yeah. it's like a very clear thing that's going on. It's not rocket science to make these connections. Yeah, uh, but like there are so many people who who just don't want to. I guess maybe they view Fox as a competitor. I don't know what it is, but they just don't want to go there and you don't hear that. And actually, Facebook, you know, they get a lot of, uh, you know, they, they get a lot of blowback and, and, and they should get a lot of criticism, but you can at least make the argument that Facebook is doing something to kind of clean up <laughs> their their platform, whereas Fox is like intentionally profiting off of anti-vaccine rhetoric, right? Like they are doing some really, really terrible things to society, and uh and, and they actually end up getting a pass a lot of the time. It's it's really strange. I agree Desi, with you about that. Yeah.
2: Desi, when we when when Oliver is talking about, you know, like the people that Klepper are talking to who are obviously drinking the Kool-Aid that's being served up at these right-wing spots, mm-hmm. is there a smidge of sympathy for people who have bought this horse? The people that you parody, is there any sympathy in that? Or is it just this? Is what they believe, and we just got to get the jokes.
0: No, I think I, I have a lot of of empathy for people who are uh, getting all of their information from this one source that is peddling lies and untruths, and 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 people believe everything that they say. And in my opinion, one of the scariest things about fox news is that they they have a way of making you feel like it is the only reliable source of information and you cannot trust anywhere else and that's that's scary i mean i oliver you can speak to this better but like that
2: cnn does it too cnn they even hired james earl jones to make it feel like it's your father (laughs) (laughs) this is cnn I'll beat your ass if I catch you listening to another network. It's always a... Daddy? Every every news network is a deep voice guy. (laughs) Oliver, where do you think this political... I'll tell you where I think, and you Mm -hmm. tell me if I'm right or wrong. The politicization of the news and like this debate culture, to me, and I know you watch this show too, I think it all goes back to debate culture on ESPN, like mid to Mm -hmm. late 90s where I felt like, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like sports kind of did. I mean, there was was crossfire in Tucker Carlson and and whatnot, but in James Carville, but I really feel like this this era where an opinion is ratings, but somewhere along the way, we, the viewer, mistake opinions for facts and research.
5: Well, I, I think you need to separate for one opinions with propaganda, right? Like We know, like I think, I think it's fine if Fox wants to have the conservative, you know, person who's, you know, giving their their opinion on the news and it's based in fact. I think that's that's totally fine. That's that's part of a healthy political system. You know, you hear the conservative, maybe you hear the liberal, you hear someone else, and you make up your your mind. The issue here is that they're not doing that, right? They're just inventing things out of thin air that that support their guy. Like it's it's a sustained propaganda effort on behalf of these people to keep them watching this channel, and so I think that that's the issue. They're they're not playing by any facts or any rules. They're just out there, and it's really you know a truth versus fiction sort of thing. So I, I think maybe the cable news culture may have been born out of ESPN. I, you know, cable news was around long before you know I started covering it, but the new phenomenon where Fox is just totally detached from reality I I I think I'm not really sure where that comes from maybe Matt has some ideas but it, it, it's new that's that's new within the last I think even uh, five years yeah
3: I, I, I definitely think the complete a hundred percent false propaganda stuff came right at the end of like the second half of the Trump campaign basically after he right. got the nomination and then it became like Oh, none of these allegations about him uh, sexually assaulting women are true. Obviously, that's not true. This man is perfect. And once you cross that line, it's like cool. Everything is is everything that's true is now false. It's surreal to see it like become. I know that I can turn on Fox at any point between seven and ten p.m. and I won't hear something true. And that's absolutely crazy because even six years ago, you could turn it on and hear something that was like bad, uh, but it, you weren't guaranteed to get something that wasn't true uh, I, I on the cable news culture thing i know this is like you know this is part of your your home too but like there's a lot of this element i think what roy was talking about with like going back and forth like a sports show you know NBC has Meet the Press. They have these panels. That's like Rich Lowry is on there. Like that's not great. ABC has Sarah Isger and Chris Christie. That's not great. Um, like CNN hired Kaylee McEnany. Those like these people were were not good people, but they were allowed. They were getting paid to essentially say things that were not true. And I'm not. I don't want to put. I'm not putting you on the spot by saying ah, oh, it was bad that we did that. I'm just pointing out. There is a problem with, uh, as you said, not separating opinion versus propaganda. It's totally fine to have someone, uh, a conservative on a news channel and be like, I actually think we should privatize blank. And then the liberal says, actually, it's more efficient if we run it like this and let the viewer decide. That does not exist. There is no channel that does that uh, accurately right now because the Republican Party has moved all the way into misinformation and propaganda. So all of those people who are bad actors are now, when they're presented as people who just have opinion, that's misleading and they should be labeled as completely false. None of this is true. Why are they even here in the first place?
2: So then then to that point, Matt, and Desi, you can chime in here if you like as well. If the Republican Party has decided to... to entrench themselves in a lot of lies for the sake of popularity and staying connected to the base or in Fox News' case, to keep the ratings going. You got to sell what the people, you got to show people what they're buying and they want, right now they want lies, so you show them lies. The other side of that coin though is as a news organization, if you're ABC or NBC or CNN, do you just not have anyone on from that side of the line? If most of the popular people that are going to be bringing ratings are, are also bringing lies, is it, I can't believe I'm saying this. Is it fair and balanced?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like 10 lawyers running into your house to serve you season six.
2: <laughs> Is it fair and fair and morally equitable? Haha, <laughs> 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 fuck you, lawyers. Is yeah. it fair and balanced to do that? Or do you just have on the Republicans who are still more centrist for the sake of having a balanced newscast, knowing that it won't get you the same ratings and then your show could
5: get canceled? Jeez. <laughs> is that to me? Who wants to take I that? Thought no, that was, no, no, I thought that was You're the expert. Question. You guys are the experts. <laughs> I, was a, I thought that was
2: good No, a no I'm question. just asking Matt, because I know, that I, I know the issue is know. they're putting liars on, I and agree. I agree with you. Yeah. So then do you just not have anyone from that side represented within a debate, or do you get Republicans is, that don't move the needle I, that make the show less electric,
5: which is what the they're trying them, to sell?
0: Yeah. Do you have them on and call them out and fact check them?
5: Yeah, this I, is like the oh, big oh. debate. right? Right. I think in general, though, like, and Matt probably might disagree with this, but I think in general, though, we've, we've, we've seen people move away from having the Kaylee McEnany's of the world on cable news. Like, you, you generally do not see that sort of thing. Um, I do think it is uh, a thing that newsrooms discuss, though, because you don't want to shut off, you know, like, like you're saying, you just don't want to shut off what uh, someone who, you know, 30% of the country... Uh, may think represents their views and i think there is actually something somewhat valuable when you have someone like that on and you see their narrative just totally fall apart under yeah. you know some like persistent questioning from like yeah. a Jake Tapper right like when, when he's doing an interview and and their narrative just falls apart like that's mm-hmm. that's very valuable i i think to, dis- mm-hmm. to demonstrate or to others Brown. that Pamela yeah, Brown or Pamela did a good Brown job.
6: <laughs> Senator, President Trump told Bob Woodward the first week of February that he knew the coronavirus could be spread through the air and that it was more deadly than the flu. But two weeks later, he said at a rally that coronavirus was the Democrats' new hoax. Is that acceptable to you? Is that misleading the public? You're talking about the uh, the Woodward book? Yes, the Woodward book. Yeah. Um, all I can do is share with you my point of view, Pamela. Uh, these, these gotcha books don't really interest me that much. He's on the record. He's on the They're, record. These, these gotcha books don't really interest me that much. The Good. bottom line is he told Bob Woodward privately that this was a deadly virus and that it was airborne. Didn't the public, didn't the, the citizens in your home state of Louisiana deserve to know that as well so that they could... Change their behavior appropriately to protect themselves. Well, number one, Pamela, I'm not going to repeat what I just said, but I, all I can tell you is what my personal experience has been. Number two, let me say a word about uh, about this infatuation in Washington with who said what to whom. Uh, I learned pretty quickly but, up here. No, Senator, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you do this. Okay, this is. Uh, it, I understand there's so much politics right now. We're two months away from an election, but this is life and death. I
5: think that's the proper way to do these things is is not to maybe, you know, just allow them to come on and just share a point of view necessarily that's factually inaccurate or not tethered to reality, but to actually challenge them. Um, I, agree. I, I do think that we've seen, you know, and I, I, I don't like making general remarks or, or, or wide sweeping remarks, but I do think generally the news media has moved away from having, you know, the the, the, the Kaylee's on. And if they are going to have them on, really putting them, you know, putting what they're saying under the microscope. It's interesting. Two days ago, or yeah, two days ago, Nikki Haley
4: was
3: on Face the Nation, didn't get uh, like any pushback about anything she was saying about Afghanistan, even though it was, a lot of it was in bad faith. But I do, I do see your point. I think there are no longer Kaylee McEnany's getting paid by... Uh, like cable news networks. I think that's true. The point about pushing back is like so important because how many people can actually do that? Like in reality, I'll give you Jake Tapper, Pamela Brown. I'll give you Jonathan Swan. I'll give you, I think Mehdi Hassan's really good. Um, I mean, are there that many people who are... Terry Moran had a good interview with um, Paris Denard on ABC where Paris would... Paris Denard is a Trump supporter. Would not... Say that Trump lost the election, and Terry for four minutes was like, "Just say it, just say he, (laughs) just say Joe Biden won." And Terry (laughs) Moran was like, "Joe Biden is the Roy. You, we did a video about this. You remember this, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like yeah, it's it's why can't Republicans
2: admit that Trump lost? Joe Biden legitimately won the twenty twenty election, and yet a strange phenomena has arisen from the mist. Republican mouths
4: are unable to formulate these words. Watch this. Is it a legitimate election under our constitution and laws, yes or no? Joe Biden is the president. The election was not stolen, correct? Look, Joe Biden's the president.
2: Republicans seem to know that Joe Biden is the president, but not how that happened. Do they think a stork delivered Joe Biden to the White House? Do they think he tunneled into the White House, like some sort of reverse Shawshank? Do Republicans believe in an immaculate inauguration?
3: Yeah. And so like, well, those, that's good questioning. Those people should be commended and just held up as examples of how to interview these people. But the reality is that like most people can't do that or they choose not to do that. And I think the difference between this, the debate of should you have these people on versus leaving them off comes down to, Are you going to have them on with people who know how to treat them? And I don't think there's more than like six people who can actually do that. So that's, that creates this hole of, of um, just bad, bad interviews.
2: On the other side of the break, I want to get into that a little bit more with you, Oliver and Desi. Uh, Oliver, I need you to help me and Desi on how we can stop misinformation. First, what can news media outlets do to stop the spread of misinformation? But more importantly, how can we stop the spread of misinformation at the Thanksgiving table? (laughs)
5: We're going to solve all of that.
2: We'll do that in a minute. It's beyond <laughs> the scenes.
8: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira hybrid mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's leesa.com acom forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
7: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher.
0: The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We've
2: been talking about the Fox Plane segments that Desi does that shows the enhanced effects of watching way too much cable news misinformation. Now, we were talking about this a little bit. By the way, Roy, when you say
3: enhanced, it's like very enhanced interrogation techniques. Like, it is torture (laughs) to watch Fox News. It legitimately is.
2: (laughs) Zero Doc 30. (laughs) (laughs) It takes shit going on. When we talk about the misinformation, you know, Oliver, before the break, Negrin was talking about, you know, you need reporters that are going to give that pushback. Is that the only thing
5: that can help stop this misinformation? I mean, there are a lot of things that can help stop this misinformation. I I, I think it really comes down to large companies enabling this, um, and so it, it's difficult to tackle because there's not just one like avenue that misinformation is spreading on. So you have a talk radio avenue, which is it, it's it's totally undercover. There are so many people that listen to talk radio for hours and hours a day, and you have hosts that most people haven't heard of who are or, are spreading lies. Uh, across the country, and they're supported by companies like Premier Radio Networks. And we just never talk about Premier Radio Networks and how they allow for this spread of misinformation and conspiracy theories, and, and they profit off of it. So there's, or there's that avenue. Then there's Fox News, that avenue. Then there's, you know, even companies. I, I asked companies at the beginning of the year, uh, like Comcast, like AT&T, my employer, technically, uh, you know, uh, like Dish, why do you carry channels like OAN? You know why do you carry channels that spread vaccine conspiracy theories, election conspiracy theories, and so you have those cha- those guys, you know, to some extent responsible for beaming these channels into the homes of millions of people across the country, uh, and then you, you obviously have social media platforms which incentivize people to spread these lies by giving them, you know, if, if the more uh, red meat you throw out there, uh, the more engagement you get, engagement. and and the yeah. more your profile builds, right, and so. There are so many different issues here when we talk about the spread of this stuff. Um, there, there are a lot of directions to go, and 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 that that really actually makes me extremely pessimistic in in terms yeah. of solving this. Because I
3: saw I saw a tweet from um, Jason Abruzzi, who's another media reporter at NBC. His tweet was like, uh, "It's." almost impossible to talk to someone who doesn't have a family member who's been affected by misinformation at this point. And I think that over the past like 6 months that has become clear to so many people that there is someone out there in your family or in other people's families like in a way that is more extreme than ever because of what Oliver was just saying. Talk radio is like this thing that most of us don't even think is real because we don't drive in New York. And so and we're not Republicans so we yeah. don't have that on. It hits millions of people, and it's way worse than what's on Fox. It's completely so, unchecked, and there's no
2: accountability. When I used to do road trips as a stand-up comedian, and I would do like like a midnight to five a.m. drive back to Birmingham, that shit is the Wild West on <laughs> the radio. Like I, alien shows, there's psychic shows, and then there's politics somehow woven into all of that. Desi, how do we connect with the family members that are being that are kind of buying into this stuff? What's your move?
0: I it's I don't have the answer for that. I wish I did. Um, I, I find myself in conversations that I wish I didn't start, and I find myself having like a really enlightening conversation sometimes with family members who have a different set of beliefs. Um, fortunately, most of my family members who uh, are Republican and have watched Fox News or do watch Fox News are of the belief that va- the vaccine works and COVID is real and they're taking it seriously. So thank God for that. But like, yeah, I I, I try to lead with under trying to have an understanding of where they're coming from. And it's, re- it's really hard to get on the same page with someone who just believes the information that they're being told and they're only trusting one source. If, you, if you're only getting your information from one source and everyone else is getting their information from somewhere else, you, you can't you're – de- you're dealing with a different set of facts. Right. So until you can acknowledge that, you, there's not much growth.
5: That's an issue, too, because, like, if we're having a debate, right, I, we can agree that the New York Times is probably an authoritative outlet that, um, you know, establishes basic facts. The issue is that if we're having a debate with someone who watches Fox and listens to talk radio, none of the authoritative outlets are going to have any sway with them. In fact, if, this, if CNN reports something, they will probably be conditioned to think, well, that it's the opposite is true. And that's the issue. And this is actually where it would be helpful if there was a trusted conservative news organization, right? That um, these people would understand and or, or at least listen to. But uh, sadly, there really isn't these days. Uh, the, if the ones it, that were responsible have been hollowed out, and they're just you know, well, yeah, because
2: of the economics of it. And see, and that's the other part of it where we get into the corporate, capitalistic part of media is that OAN has to one up Fox News if they're going to get their vote. They like they not only are the Democrats lizards, but they're venomous lizards like they have to. (laughs) Well, here at Fox, we don't say they have venom in their lizard tongues. Okay,
3: we will not go that far.
2: (laughs) Shut up, Sean Hannity. You're stupid. They're venomous
3: lizards. You know that that if you get bitten by Jen Psaki, you will die in six to nine days from the venom that comes out of her teeth.
2: There is no profitability and sensibility in media right now, at least not from the right. And I think that's probably one of the bigger issues. Oliver, have you, as much as you are willing to share, what are your interactions like with your family from then to now in terms of your affiliations with media, the types of stories that you cover? Do you get family members that are like, are you the one pulling family members to the side or or are you the one that gets pulled to the side?
5: You know, actually, my family is not very political. So I, I actually, you know, they, they just think it's Perfect. cool that they have someone who's on CNN or wherever <laughs> it was, you know. So, so that, that, that that's the good news. But I do know a lot of people who who have been sucked into this, you know, alternate universe. And it's, I mean, it's really difficult to have conversations about politics. And, and even now, you know, it's, it's, it's expanding beyond politics because this is really a lifestyle choice. And, and so it can be extremely difficult to uh, just see eye to eye on basic things at this point. And I, I wish there was a solution. I wish there was an antidote or a vaccine for this stuff. But um, They you know, probably wouldn't take it anyway. They <laughs> wouldn't take it anyway, exactly. So I don't know, I don't know what the answers are. I, I feel like I'm always the most pessimistic person in the room because I think this stuff is is really destroying American society. And I watch it every day. Matt watches it every day. Desi watches it every day. I I don't know if you watch it every day. I
2: don't. I have a child. I watch (laughs) Paul bro. (laughs)
5: Well, it's when you watch it every day and you know that these people are peddling, you know, total bullshit. Like it is, it is very, very aggravating. Like, I mean, and, and there's only yeah. so many media reporters out there like that, like, quite frankly, we cover Washington, D.C., and we hold those people to account a lot more than we hold the Fox Newses and the Rupert Murdoch's to account. And I think that I, I've been saying that needs to change like that. That is that just outdated. The, the, the Rupert Murdoch has so much more power than some random congressman like. Marjorie Taylor Green, Like, we need to be focusing, <laughs> refocusing a lot hmm. of the scrutiny onto the people who are actually uh, controlling the dialogue and incentivizing the Marjorie Taylor Greens versus just focusing on, on the surface issues.
3: We have a, a clip of uh, Fox News uh, personalities uh, saying some horrible things about um, refugees uh, just in the past few days um, that I, I feel like is very similar to how, like, Oliver's describing, like, watching this stuff is, like, so enraging.
6: Is it really our responsibility to welcome thousands of potentially unvetted refugees from Afghanistan?
3: It is extraordinarily expensive to resettle a refugee in the United States. Resettling in America is not about solving a humanitarian crisis, it's about accomplishing an ideological objective. To change America. If
1: history is any guide, and it's always a guide, we will see many refugees from Afghanistan resettle in our country in coming months, probably in your neighborhood. And over the next decade, that number may swell to the millions. So first we invade, and then we're invaded. It is always the same.
3: I feel like that's such a perfect example of mm. like white supremacy mm. on Fox News that we do watch every day and like it's it's hard to just watch it and be like got it okay we are invaded uh-huh got it why is this our responsibility got it like when you watch it you're like ah oh, there are so many people who believe this this is so like I have to take breaks watching that stuff and it's not I, it's like it's truly not
2: enjoyable to do. Them, this couple of clips just then just made me scared of the refugees I was like oh my goodness <laughs> How much does it cost,
5: Mr.
1: That's the thing, like,
5: Devil Man? If you were to watch, if like if you took a normal person, right, and someone who's smart and and apt, like if you were to force them, like Desi, you know, theoretically, does to just only watch this stuff and to only consume this kind of content, like it is very likely that they will start believing this stuff. Like it, it's not, it, it's it's very likely. Like and they can be a smart person outside of. Of you know politics, they might be like an engineer, for instance, and in really good at math. But but when they're consuming this this political stuff, like it, you could see how you could see how the math works there. Um, and that's because what, they sound so sure of themselves, yeah, right. like especially the way that Tucker is like,
3: if history is any guide, and it always is, and it's like, well, that's kind of that's true, right?
1: That's a I guess. To, yeah, that's, a, that's, it. that's it. always that's a favorite truth.
5: thing to do too. It's just to say something, and it always yeah. is. It always is, and, always uh, is, and I'm right, right about and, this. Yes, of course. <laughs> they right. also like are, are putting all of this
3: like all of this false patriotism around it in like the worst way, which obviously since 9-11 has been like kind of like slowly throwing more flags in the background and and everywhere. But it makes you think like if you disagree with this, you're like kind of un-American. And that gets the people that Oliver's talking about these like people who maybe don't watch a lot of news all the time. If they watch that, they're like, why would they be saying that if they were not patriotic? Like that's the that's how you get those
5: people in the middle or people just who aren't super aware. What people maybe don't realize is that like. The Fox News primetime lineup now is so much more extreme than it was like 10 years ago. Like, you know, outside of what you think about Bill O'Reilly, like he was like not Tucker Carlson. Like Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson is like mainlining, you know, talking points basically from InfoWars. Like mm-hmm. this stuff used to be relegated to really far weird corners of the Internet. And now it's being sent to millions of Americans mm-hmm. nightly on Fox. And mm-hmm. and I just think people don't maybe understand that. Like the Fox News we're talking about now is so much different than the Fox News from 10 years ago.
0: What makes it so addictive for people? Because I know people who will plan their entire day around Fox News programming. Why why do people get sucked in in the way that they do, unlike other news platforms?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like Dun Lemon, but I'm not like, hey, I'll see y'all later. I gotta get home. To see <laughs> yeah. <Don Lemon."> yeah. <laughs> It's
3: lemon no time, time honey, put her, get the DVR.
2: <laughs>
5: I think if you've been told the country is like going to hell and there are people, you know, scary people coming to invade the country, you know, and, and you believe this stuff, which they've been conditioned to believe this stuff over hours and hours and hours and days of programming, weeks and years of of listening to folks like this, like you think that the situation's very dire and you want to hear a truth teller like Tucker Carlson, like it's it makes sense, right? Like if you you can get very easily sucked into this universe where like you need to know the truth and Tucker's the only one delivering the truth. And it's like a extremely urgent situation. And that's sort of what, what it's like on Fox, right?
2: That's exactly what I was going to bring up a little earlier that in talking to other family members that I don't see eye to eye on politically, what I've often found is the consistent, the consistent, you know, thread between all of them is some degree of fear and self and self preservation. So I feel like my life is not where it needs to be. And I feel like this politician or this network has the solutions that will make some of my problems go away. So that's what I'm going to lock in on. And anything that you're talking about, even if it's better for mankind, it might not be good for me personally. So because of that, screw everybody else. And I'm going to lock in and watch this show. Like my family, you know, I have people that you know, they were working, you know, well through the pandemic. And it was something that, you know, we didn't always... My my uncle, this sounds crazy. My uncle was still openly dating. and My uncle, he's vaccinated now and he'd wear a mask. And I'm like, dude, you can't just be out dating on a regular... This is like last summer. (laughs) He's just going on dates. I'm like, these are literal strangers and a date is intimate (laughs) To which my uncle said, and I quote, I wear a mask, but if we have sex, I'm taking it off. And like, We could talk about that on a separate podcast. Delta was originally a sex position, which is what
3: we're
2: finding. (laughs) We could go on about this all day, but I want to thank you, Oliver, for coming on and being a part of this. Thank you so much. And um, I will set the DVR for reliable sources on CNN. And damn it, it is Oliver time, Negrin. (laughs) i'm excited to see that thank you (laughs) as always matt thank you and desi thank you as well uh if you want to watch Desi's segment that we've been talking about here on the podcast so eloquently for the last uh i guess almost an hour uh dailyshow.com slash beyond Listen to The Daily Show Beyond the Scenes on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to go even further beyond the scenes? Check out the video version of Beyond the Scenes on The Daily Show's YouTube page.
4: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
6: We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed
8: a rainbow. It meant that there was hope.